Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is episode 101. Uh, we are getting back to things, back to the regular stuff. The uh, series of the rookie pastor. This is Pastor Matt. That, you're the, the rookie. Ve- yes, and the veteran pastor. That's pastor me. Adam. That's me. I'm the veteran. You're the rookie. Yes. Getting yeah. back to it. We paused last week um, to celebrate our 100th episode, yes, right? 100. 100th episode. And so um, that was cool. We talked through, um, if you missed it, go back and listen. It's nothing, I mean, it's nothing earth shattering at all. But all we did was we talked through the process of how we do the podcast every yes. week. Um, the people that are involved. We went through guest lists of who we've had, and uh, anyway, just and just a thank you, yes. and um, and we just gave away um, two. our two one hundred dollar Visa gift cards. Yep, yes, online this past week, and so um, just gave those away. And so thank you for those of you that won those, and everybody that got involved in that. We'll do something else like that again in the future. But uh, cool way for us to celebrate was I told Matt I was like I think that we only have. In the in this entire podcast, over the course of two years, right, over two years, so one hundred and one now episodes. Yes, we only got maybe eight hundred bucks in this whole thing. Wow, that includes the two hundred dollars we gave away last, <laughs> that's, last that's, week. That's impressive. Right? It's pretty good. <laughs> yes. So, so anyway, once again, the the big takeaway from the hundredth episode was if we can do this, anybody can do this, yes. right? You can do this. And so, um, uh, anyway, thought that was cool. So one hundred and one. Questions from, say it again, what, man? From the rookie pastor myself to the veteran pastor. That's me. You. So we're back to those. We are on question, what are we on, six, five? We'll five, five. Yeah, question question five, five, right? Yeah. So this is the fifth one in this series. If you want to go back, let me give them a recap real quick, Matt. Let's go through um, the four questions that we hit in previous episodes if anybody wants to go back and find them. All right. You mean, you mean yeah, yeah, just holler. All right. right. Question one was, how many times have you ever wanted to quit ministry? Yes, that answer was like 9,463,286.7. Um, <laughs> but seriously, we answered it pretty well. Um, and by the way, th- this applies to any Anybody walking with Jesus, and especially anybody in any sort of serving or leadership role, yes. I think this applies really, really well. So, yeah, how many times you wanted to quit? That was one. Um, Number two was, do you regret any of the ministry moves you've made? Yes, and do we regret any of the ministry moves we made? So we talked through a couple of those. Um, if I'm doing it off the top of my head, um, we talked about moving people into leadership too fast. We talked about um, regretting not asking for help. We talked about not following the lead of the Holy Spirit enough, like not praying enough mm-hmm. um, as a church, not praying enough individually. Um, and then we talked about m- regretting putting my family second to what God had called me to do in a church, yes. um, put my family second to that. And so in other words, getting my getting my ministry priorities out of whack is a good way mm-hmm. to say it, right? Um, so yeah, that was, that was number two. And then number three was number what? Three was... What's your biggest secret to avoid avoiding falling? Yeah, so the the, the big secret to avoiding falling, um, I really like that episode. Yeah, I think it's one of the one. best ones we've had in a while, and it also is the tone of this entire podcast. And so the the big secret was is just extreme, um, intentional, like voracious 
authenticity and transparency, yes. right? Like trying to be um, at all, at almost all costs, completely transparent and completely vulnerable and completely authentic in who I am um, and who we are as a family. Um, and our struggle—that means our struggles are out there, yes. you know. Our, you know, and of course, everything in its proper venues. But um, that that we don't—we're not hiding behind some "I got it all together" thing, so it's all fake, right? Which is, you know, when you create those facades, is when um, anything can happen. Um, yeah. Anybody fall into any kind of sin, and so yes. uh, that was the big—that was the big one. Oh, and then also in that same episode, I said, "Listen to your wife." You have to go yeah, listen to it for that. That's one. That some was amazing good. advice. That was pretty good. All right, what was the one that was? This would have been. This would have been the last one that we did before the 100th episode. What was yes, that one? Number four, it was, what's the biggest mistake you've made in ministry? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I put oh. you on the spot on that one. That was a tough one. <laughs> and, and that one was true. So so that one was a big one. I think that one was really good for me to be able to talk through. But um, that was the whole, it's all about me. Everything is on my own shoulders or it's my church, right? Yes. Um, that, it, that it all rises and falls on me. Um, I think that's the biggest mistake because there's been so many things that have come out of that, right? So it's not like when we talk about regrets and we talk about mistakes, um, they none of those things that I talked about were one-time things. Yeah. They were they were under the surface constantly, and then they repeated and caused a bunch of trouble, um, you know, uh, over the years, right? So. Um, those were the big ones. So I hope you rookie. I hope rookie learned something. Yeah, that. I, I've been learning. I've been learning some stuff. That's for sure. I got some notes on this paper. I hope. I hope. I hope you have learned a little bit. Um, and uh, hope your. What I hope is that your answers will be different because of those answers. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, but if anything else, what I have found though is that half the time the answers aren't different, even if you know it and hear it yeah. as advice. But what that does tell you though, when you walk through that stuff, is that you're not alone. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that, that it's not just you that's struggling with this, that you don't have to be quiet about it or whatever. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking about anybody listening, mm-hmm. you know, have a time when you hear advice, you're like, oh, that's good. That's good. And then I'm, I'm going to remember that and not repeat those things. And then you find yourself later, even though you've heard the advice, repeating those things, right? Yes. So it's like your parents telling you, or, you know, uh, maybe you didn't have a parent that would do this, but you had some sort of older mentor person in your life, some sort of parent, parent figure, spiritual mother, spiritual father saying, when you're young, saying, hey, don't do this like this when you get older. Don't do this like this, right? And then you do it. Yes. Um, but hopefully what that means is is that you know you're not alone. That person has shared with you their struggles with it, and you can go back to them or to anybody else and talk through them you know, and figure them out. So, All right, that gives us number five today, episode 101. Questions from a rookie pastor, Mr. Matt, to the veteran over here. Yes. Um, and... Uh, what is today's? I'm going to take it easy on you today. Today's an easy one? Yeah, I'm going to give you an easy one today. What's your biggest joy in ministry? Oh, that's a good one. This is a positive one. Yeah, it's a positive one. <laughs> Although I have a hard time taking anything positive. I usually end up spending it negative. But uh, biggest joy in ministry, this is easy for me to answer. Um, this is really easy. Like, I don't even need any prep for this one. Um, the biggest joy, and it's going to be like threefold, but I'm all saying the same stuff. Yeah. Right? Um Biggest joy in ministry would be seeing my kids come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing my kids um, give their surrender their life to Christ. Yeah, that's good. So they've been raised in the church, right? Um, and so two of my children are are old enough and have given their life to Jesus. Um, my other one is not old enough yet, but I think we're definitely heading in that direction. You know, and so they've been raised in the church. They've also not just been raised in the church; they've been raised in the belly of the beast. 
you know, they've been raised in the, they've seen the ugly side of things. They've seen the ugly side of people. Um, they've seen dad screw up, you know, they, all those regrets and mistakes and stuff. Yes. They, they walk through it, you know, they've seen it firsthand. Um, but they've also seen people walk out of their lives and disappear. They've seen people walk away from their faith. They've seen uh-huh. people disparage Jesus and disparage the church. And um, they've taken some flack from unbelieving friends and yes. you know what I mean? And the culture around them and, um, and they love Christ. And the cool thing is too, I mean, this biggest joy for sure. I think Valerie would agree with this um, is that they love Jesus, but also that they love his church. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. They love they love Jesus and they love His church. My kids fight to be at church. Um, that's amazing. They fight to be at church, and and really, it's, I mean, th- of course, our church is what they're talking about, but it's virtually anything to do with the body gathering. Like they want to be a part of everything that the body of Christ is doing. And so, my son gets excited about. You know, he goes to a Christian school. He gets excited about chapel at school. You know, he gets excited about Bible study at school. It has nothing wow. to do with our church, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with it. Um, my daughter gets excited about, you know, anything having to do with the body of Christ in general. Um, even even like what's happening with the body of Christ in on TikTok. You know what I mean? Yes. Like she gets pumped up about that stuff. And, um, you know, she, she just gets excited about it. Like we were just talking about the, there's a, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but, or if anybody has yet. But uh, and we're in the future right now recording, so I got a, so about two weeks ago, <laughs> um, there's a there's a, re- a revival, oh, a Holy Spirit man, revival yes. is breaking out at Asbury Seminary mm. right now, um, and it's 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 going crazy, yes. right? It's exciting, and it's really cool. And my daughter's just pumped about those things, you know. And so, greatest joy is absolutely um, seeing them love Jesus, but also, and this is a big part, also seeing them love His Church appreciate his church, want to be a part of his church, see themselves fitting into his holy church. Um, and that's just, what more can you ask for? You know, yeah, that is um, really- it, it, you know, I have, uh, I have been on a search recently. Um, I'm seeking out now. God's had me doing this for a couple years. Um, but I have been seeking out intentionally seeking out, um, men, that I would like to pay attention to. Um, and I'm only seeking men because I'm a man, right? But I would like to emulate, um, to mentor me, to lead me or what, whatever, right? And so back in the day, I'd have been looking for men who have led churches and who understand strategy and growth strategy and church growth dynamics and you know what I mean? And yes. what's next, visionaries in the church, what's next on the horizon, how to execute the vision, you know, how to fund the vision, all those things. That's what I've been paying attention to, mm-hmm. leadership gurus. Yep. And what I've what I felt God has led me to in the last several years has been um, who are the men of God around me who are the husbands that I want to be, the fathers I want to be, and the Christ followers, the sons of God that I want to Man, be. That's, that's good. Right? The, who are those men? And one of the easiest ways to tell that, and this is not always exactly accurate, of course, because children do their own thing, right? They got their own minds. They do their own thing. And so there are kids, you may be listening, there are kids that have been raised in the body of Christ that are outside of it now. Yeah. Um, but I firmly believe the scripture, you know, about raising your kid in the ways of the Lord, and when he's older, which we don't know how old that means, yes. he won't depart from it. They won't depart from it. I really do firmly believe that. And 
And I see it happen all the time. Like we see that in the context of our church constantly, where somebody is raised in the faith and their parents meant well and then their parent they've they've walked away or whatever and they're disconnected and their parents have been just praying that God would bring them back home, mm-hmm. you know. And he does um at different times. He and does. so anyway, one of the one of the key ways that I've been noticing who it is that I want to talk to about these things. And I just spent I just spent intense time a couple of weeks ago on purpose for this reason, um, at a retreat on purpose for it. Which if you know anything about Adam Cook, you know I don't retreat very well. Um <laughs> And, and it's one of the things you look at is, is, well, who has a strong marriage where their wife loves the Lord and loves his church, right? Because yes. uh, my wife, could, could ha- she could have every excuse she wanted to, to love the Lord and not love his church. Yeah, um, that makes to sense. To be bitter. You know what I mean? Um, I've created some of that. The things we've walked through with people have created some of that. Um, and, you know, who, who, not only his wife, but whose children are grown and they love the Lord, their Jesus, right? Their God. And they love his church still, even though they were raised in the church or, you know, seeing things as their parents were leaders in the church, stuff like that. So um, that's one of the things I'm looking at to be able to figure out who it is God wants me to listen to. And so it has nothing to do with leadership or church growth. It has everything to do with being the man of God that God wants me to be, being the husband of God that he wants me to be being the, the father, you know, that, that God wants me to be. And so, um, that's been one of the greatest joys. And, and, and I think all these piggyback together, Matt. So I don't know, you're a dad. Would you say that at the end of the day, that's the home run? Yeah, that's definitely the home run. Yeah. I mean, that, that your kids aren't banking off your relationship with God, but that they're desiring one for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then they can walk through the hardships of the church and Mm -hmm. the body of Christ. <clears throat> um, those are interchangeable terms. They they can walk through the hardships of all that stuff and and not get bitter, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's probably the biggest one for sure. Um, and then there's a couple of them that tag into that. Um, you know, along with that, all together would be biggest joy in ministry would be doing this thing with my wife all this time. You know. Um, you can go back to the first couple of episodes and listen to this story in detail. Now, those first couple of episodes of the podcast, they were not recorded very well. The audio's bad. You'll have to <laughs> connect it to your car speaker and turn it all the way up, you know what I mean, to kind of listen to it. But I told the story about how we got into ministry, period. And, you know, Valerie and I were solid Christians as teenagers before we met and then walked with the Lord together as teenagers. And then got married when I was 19 and a half years old, right? So, um, and you know that. You got married young, too. Yes, got married young. Yeah. Um, And so, but we, Valerie Valerie didn't, I mean, her plan was not, she didn't think she was marrying a pastor. Like, we didn't think we were a ministry family. And six months into our marriage, God moved in a ridiculous way through an accident that my dad had and called us into ministry. Um, And... So we have been in ministry our entire marriage, except for the first six months, basically. Wow. Um, and that was not the intent. That was not the plan, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we've been doing this thing together the, our entire marriage, um, and and not just not just at the church we planted. It's crazy how this works. So the first place that I was at in ministry was the first place Valerie was at in ministry. It was a school for at-risk boys in South Boston, Virginia. And uh, I ended up being the chaplain. But Valerie was was running the school, 
Wow. And she was like the principal. And so, but it, we were working together. We shared an office at that school, um, which crazy. drove her crazy because, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, you know how, like, imagine if you had to share an office with your wife. Now, right, you and Heaven might do great. Da- but, I'd be in trouble daily. Right. I mean, I'm thinking about all the married couples listening going, yeah. oh, that would never, that's a recipe for divorce. And I that was some days keep, where it was. I would never keep it clean to her standards. <laughs> yeah. We, mine is everything is loud. Yeah. So I had, we used to have to use radios to communicate because it was on this big 500 acre farm. And so we'd all have radios on our hips and mine was turned up as loud as it could possibly be. Yeah, that right. Makes sense. And so, and I'm tall. So I'd walk in the office and my, my, when I'm, she's sitting down at the desk, I'm standing up, the radio's on my hip. It's right at her head and it's blaring <laughs> as loud as it could possibly blare. The car radio, I always have it as loud as I can have it. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, my truck now, and it's like a 2008, but it has the ability for you to, to make your the ding, you know the dings like when you open the door and the oh keys are in there, gosh. ding, 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 yeah. or when you don't have the seatbelt on, you can make the dings loud or soft. I got my dings turned all the way up, right? Oh, so man. when that door's open, you can hear it like half a block <laughs> away. Um, so I'm just loud and obnoxious, and and like a Valerie says, I roll into the office like a whirlwind, like a tornado, yeah. and she's not. She's calm, cool, and steady. You know what I mean? So it would drive her crazy. We shared an office there, so like. And then, uh, not long after that, we end up at I end up at a church as a youth pastor and associate pastor and all that. And then before I'm gone, Valerie has come on board at the church too, right? Oh, and so she was there, and we worked together in that setting. Um, and then I went to a church in Durham. She ended up um, going to Duke and going to school, finished a degree at Duke, and then working at Duke and stuff. So we were kind of outside of it. And then we planted union together, and uh, and have worked on it you know, side by side the entire way. As a matter of fact, if you go back to those few first episodes as well, the bad ones I was telling you about, you not only hear about our call to ministry, but you also hear about how we planted this church. And I think I said this on a few episodes ago when I said, listen to your wife. Yes. That the Holy Spirit didn't tell me to plant Union Church. The Holy Spirit told my wife that we needed to plant Union Church. And the Holy Spirit told me to do what she said, well, to good. obey, right? You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Like, and so we've shared an office here at, at Union as we planted Union. And um, so just doing this thing together, side by side, it, that's right in there. Same same concept of watching my kids walk with Jesus. You mm-hmm. know, like, that's a joy in ministry to be able to do with her and, and to for our gifts to complement, for our callings to complement, for our um, – you know, for us to compensate for each other's, you know, deficits, um, yes. you know, just, just to see all those things. Um, you know, like Valerie's, Valerie's the best leader I know. She's a phenomenal leader. And to watch her lead and plug people in and guide, you know, guide the organization, but then also to watch her lead a small group, you know, it's just awesome. So just being able to do those things together has been a big, big deal. That's a big joy. And then so, so I hope this is making sense. This is making yeah, sense yeah, to you. Making you you're sense. the only one that matters because this is this is this is you asking the question. So nobody <laughs> yeah. listening, it doesn't matter whether it makes sense to you, I guess. Um, but let me get some coffee. So the um, the other one is still tied into this. Like the joy is still coming out of this. So it's all family related, really. Yes. Um, it's the fact that we have planted and continued to work um, this church as a family, and not just me and Valerie and our children. Um, but my parents mm-hmm. and my in-laws, right? So a lot of people don't know this, but my parents and my in-laws were, were part of our original planting team. Wow. Right? 
I mean, who gets to say they play in the church with their mom and dad and their mother-in-law and father-in-law, yeah, right? That's, you know? that's wild. I mean, crazy. Yes. And um, and so they were part of our planting team. They've been a part since the beginning. Um, as a matter of fact, early on in the beginning, my mother-in-law was the one handling the finances initially when we very first started. Because wow. you know, and um, as a matter of fact, when we first planted the church, um, I had to have a job outside of the ministry because what we were going to do, right? So my in-laws hired me at their heating and air conditioning company to do like office work and stuff. Shoot. And so we were able to <laughs> that work. worked out good. <laughs> right. We were able to work the church out of that, you know, out of that office, half of stuff would be happening in there. And, um, you know, all that stuff happened at the same time. And my mom and dad have been involved since the get go. Um, they've been teaching kids in the kids ministry since day one. Yes. Um, and, and not to mention my dad has taken out the trash at, this, at our church, you know, since day one, right? Yep. I remember four or five years in when I was like, hey, dad, you don't have to do the trash anymore. We got plenty of people for that. And he was like, no, I do the trash at this church, right? I take the trash out. Well, that's, um, that's probably because it's one because he's just a servant like that. I mean, he is an incredible servant of God. Nothing is beneath him. One of the greatest things I've ever learned from my dad is uh, there's no task that is beneath a servant of the Lord, right? He don't care what it is. That's a great mindset. He don't care what it is. And he really doesn't. And he don't, you know, he'd be mad right now if he he don't listen to podcasts. He barely uses a cell phone. But um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, he'd be mad if I was telling this because he don't want no accolades or nothing. But, um, you know, he, nothing was beneath him. And I remember hitting that four or five year mark and I was like, Dad, no, 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 we we got people. And he was like, no, I take a trash out of this church. I do it. And He's a servant. It also might be because he likes to dumpster dive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he likes to find stuff in a dumpster. Hey, that sometimes that works out well he for gets people. Cans and recycles <laughs> aluminum cans. All my life, all my life, we had to pick cans up off the side of the road. And dad always had a container full of cans in the backyard and he ended up taking it and, you know, getting $25 for a bunch of aluminum. And, um, you know, what's funny is, is when I was a kid, I used to hate that, man. I used to hate, you know how you do stuff for your parents, you know, you look, mm-hmm. it'd drive you crazy. Because we'd have to get cans, we'd have to stomp cans. When we were at any family gathering, we had to get the cans out of the trash can, you know, and it's <laughs> just embarrassing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we'd be at a public ball game, like one of my one of my ball games or something, my dad's getting cans out of the trash can. Wow. Um, you know, and it would drive me crazy, and I'd have to sm- stomp them for him and bag them up for him. And then I realized, years later, I was probably 14 or 15. I realized that what my daddy had been doing with that $22 at a time or $34, depending on aluminum prices, you know, or $17 at a time is he was putting it in mine and my brother's college account. That's what it was for. Mm, you know, that's good. Just, just cool stuff like that. Yeah, that so, is. um, and, and, and my in-laws and my parents are still heavily involved. You know, my dad has baptized. Um, I have baptized the most people at Union Church. Right, naturally. Yes. My dad is baptized the second most. That's that's a good right? one. I mean, you know. Um and so my mom, my dad, um, my mother in law, my father in law, my wife's stepfather, they've been involved since the get go. Um, you know, it, it's that's a pretty awesome thing. So I guess to sum this up and we'll wrap it up, but I hope this is what you're looking for. Yeah, this is good. Really good. My greatest joy has been just God working in the family, you know, um, through the whole thing. Um, not just this, not just our church now that we planted, but through the whole life of the ministry, you know, um, it's been a family affair and seeing God work through all of them, through us as a family unit, seeing everybody grow closer to Christ and, 
um, it's just been an amazing thing. Like I have, you know, it's it's a pretty cool thing when you can say you have seen, you have seen transformation, life change transformation, while you've been in ministry in your mother, your father, your mother in law, your father in law, wow. your wife, your children, all of them. You've been yes. able to watch it play out, you know, and and none. Of, you got to remember too, like none of them are impressed by me. Right, They're, you know what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the, mo- the by the way, Matt, you can write this down. This is some good stuff. The 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 least impressed person in the world with you is heaven. Is your wife? Yeah. Right. She's the least impressed. Right. Because <laughs> she knows you in and out. I mean, she. So none of these people, none of these people are impressed by me. It was. It's never been anything I've done. You know what yes. I mean? Like it's never been what I taught or how I did it or any of those things. It has literally been the transformation of Jesus and the working of the Holy Spirit and the sovereignty of the Father in their lives that I've gotten to witness in ministry. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. And, you know, I, I feel like God's really bringing me back to that a lot lately Yeah, because I have found since COVID, I found myself questioning everything. Um, I found myself questioning, you know, why is the church declining or why isn't it growing like it ought to or, you know, how are we re- – and I feel like God in the last couple of years keeps bringing me back to you got to see bigger picture. You know what I mean? Like you've got – it cannot be – I am so much bigger. That's what I feel like God's showing me. I'm so much bigger and, and moving in such a bigger way than how many people sit in a seat. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And where I feel like he continually draws me back to it is just look at your family. Right, mm, just look at good. your own family, um, and at the end of the day, that's the type of stuff. To me, that's the type of stuff that, and we're going to make mistakes. I mean, the, the name of the podcast is the Messy Walk Podcast. Yes. We're going to make mistakes, right? At the end of the day, that's the stuff that God's looking at when He says, "Well done, good and faithful servant." You mm. know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, good. you know, it's Him doing all the work, but we got to pull back and notice the big, big stuff, and to be a part of the closest relationships in my life being centered around God and growing, you know, transforming. Um, It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And it's just an amazing thing to be a part of. And, you know, when I was a kid, I had good parents. Like, they were Christ followers. Um, My, you know, you got to remember, my in-laws have been my parents, too. Because yeah. I was 14 years, you know how this is, yeah, right? Wow. I was 14 and a half years old when me and Valerie started dating. So my mother-in-law is like my second mom, you know? Yes. Um, and so I've seen them. I saw them as Christians early on. And so my mom, she sang at the church in the choir, and she helped um, do the books at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Bookkeeper type church, you know, whatever you call that. And at the small little Baptist church I grew up at. And and my dad uh, would teach a Sunday school class, an adult Sunday school class occasionally, and um, sang in the choir, right? Wow. And that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. And my mother-in-law was um, heavy into the scripture, and she loved to read and study and pray, and she was really paying a lot of attention to prophecy and end-time stuff, but not not getting all crazy, but just like <laughs> yeah. for real looking at and and that was the extent of her walk with Jesus. And now I can look back on it and go, man, these people now, they serve like you wouldn't believe in places they didn't think, we, you know, they never thought yes. they would. And they're doing things they wouldn't think they would do. And they've been involved in, you know what I mean? Like you're just yeah, seeing growth. It's pretty cool. So, 
anyway, that, that's the biggest joy is definitely, I think it goes kids, wife, and then my, my parents, um, you know, and, and I consider my in-laws, my parents. Yes. So, uh, it, it's pretty cool. That's the greatest joy. I don't think anything beats that. And I have to keep going back to that though. Yes. Like I, I have to force myself to go back to that. I have to force myself to hear God saying, son, it's not about, you know, whether the, <clears throat> whether the church strategy is correct and how the growth is going and how many people are at this campus and how many services are you running? And you know what I mean? Like, yes. God, I, I feel like God just continually pulled me back to, let's look at the bigger picture. I am so much bigger than that. And so I can see real life transformation happen in my family and, you know, the closest people around me. And that's the greatest joy. Um, you know, if we can grab a hold of those real joys that God lays before us like that, then it gives us fuel and motivation to keep pushing forward. And keep, you know what I mean? Let's yeah. keep, just keep moving because that's just what we can see. Yes. That's just what I can feel. Um, you know, I can, I can palpate that, but there's so much more that we have no idea about. So I hope it helps you. Yeah, this is great. Hope it helps it really you. Does. Um, that's that's it. That's all I got. Yes. So close us out, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for being here again. This Thanks week. for listening. This yeah. is what, 101? Yeah, 101. 101. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, whatever that junk is, rate all over wherever you listen, Spotify and Apple and on social media. And uh, thank you once again for listening. Yes, thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. All right, see you guys. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.